Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back, personal besties. What if I told you there was a way to make going to the gym effortless? To make going to the gym something fun and exciting and almost just another activity of yours? Well, that's what we talk with Natalie about today. Natalie was a CrossFit competitor for very many years. And just like I was a competitor, and you probably were too, you know, a lot of us view sports and working out as something to compete and improve in. But after she was no longer able to compete, she decided to change her mindset around the gym. And mindset is something that is usually ingrained in us without us even realizing. So through this conversation today with Natalie, we talk through some of the mindsets that you might have around the gym and how it's actually holding you back and what you can do differently instead. So by the end of today's conversation, you're going to find a way to actually love going to the gym and find it something easy to continue doing. So I hope that you love today's conversation. It's something that I think we could all use a little bit more of in our life. And so at the end, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. I always love, you know, going on Instagram and getting a DM from someone saying that their friend referred them and now they're a podcast listener. And so, you know, do your friend a favor, send it over to them, let them know how they can, you know, be more motivated in their life too. So with that, let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Natalie. Natalie was a pro athlete and after a health scare ended her athletic career, she took a whole new approach to diet and fitness. She experienced firsthand how the stress of assessing over food and working harder in the gym led to hypothyroid, adrenal fatigue, stress-induced menopause, diabetes, and a 20-pound weight gain in two months. Confused how she could get sick while doing things that are supposed to make her fit and healthy. She worked with top doctors for answers and regained her health. And so I'm so excited to be hearing more about your story today, Natalie. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, let's 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 get into it. Yeah, I'd love to jump right into your story, right with your CrossFit career, because I know that you were a CrossFit competitor for over 10 years. What was that like being a competitor for so long? Well, you know, like, I mean, in the beginning, the first few years, you're you're working your way up. So you're just kind of like, you know, you're just an average athlete or whatever, trying to make it. And so it probably took me um, about five years before I actually got to the level of like competing at the CrossFit Games and, you know, having sponsorships and 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 stuff. So the first first five years was just kind of increasing the the training and at that time, I was actually working full time for, uh, you know, the government as a hydrologist. So I had like a real job. I went to college for like environmental stuff and, you know, I was going down that path. And then I found out about CrossFit and uh, I wanted to like get in shape for my wedding. And the, as soon as I did it once, I was like, oh man, like I was hooked. And 
And then I found out that there was a CrossFit Games and I was like, oh man, I got to go. You know, like I got to, this is the, this is the thing. And so I ended up quitting my job and opened up my own gym in order to pursue that, right? Because I knew that if I was going to try to make it there, I was going to have to spend a lot of time. I couldn't do it as a part-time thing. And so I went all in and that worked. That benefited me, like being able to, I was training five, six hours a day. And that was the norm. In the beginning, it was probably a little less, but, you know, probably just like two years in, I was training five, six hours a day for about, you know, yeah, 10 years for sure. And the thing I where I went wrong is I took on the mentality, uh, you know, which is something that I was taught as a young from a young age from my dad, just that harder is better. Right. You know, while the other people rest, I can get ahead. And so I really trained almost seven days a week. Like I very rarely gave myself a day off and I practiced those patterns and that way of thinking that harder was better. And you know, uh, rest was for the week and in order to get ahead, it was just all about doing more, more, more. And that's what led me to the realization like of where I'm at now, you know? So, so yeah, it was intense, man. It was intense. Yeah. No, I feel like where we usually hear about athlete stories is, you know, at that point where you said five years in where you're like, I'm now committed to going all in. And that's usually, you know, where like, that's where the feel good stories are of someone's like, yeah, I'm now making this commitment to, to be an athlete or I'm going after my dreams. But then, you know, after you were there for five years, it's like, okay, now maybe I'm realizing it's too much for my body or I'm not approaching it right. So kind of what led up to your health scare? Yeah. So basically what happened was I just wasn't listening to my body. I just got really good at just like stuffing it down, right? Soreness, pain, whatever, just like push through it, grind through it. And I ended up just overdoing it. I just overtaxed my system and there were signs all over the place, but I just wasn't, I was just like, well, so, I, so my hunger's high. So my cravings are high. So my energy, like I'm, 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 I don't feel very motivated to get my workouts in. I'm not sleeping very well. Uh, I've lost my period. You know, I'm edgy. You know, just all the all the signs were there. It's just I wasn't listening to them. And there was a point in time that my body, within a two two month period, it shut down literally. Like I gained 20 pounds in two months, and I'm I'm not even five feet tall. Like I'm super short. So that's a lot for a little girl. You know. I was tracking my food. I was working out really hard and I gained that weight. I became, you know, I was, I was super confused. I was like, what the hell? Like, how can you gain weight working out as hard as I am? I'm an athlete, you know, how could this happen to me? And turns out that, you know, stress could make you fat. And I didn't realize that then. And nobody really talked about that. Nobody really talked about that because I don't know, it was just more, I mean, like people talked about recovery, but nobody talked about how you could literally like get fat, like gain weight, you know, and I became like everything just tanked. I got hypothyroid, adrenal fatigue. Um, I was diagnosed as menopausal at the age of 28. And I even, I even became diabetic. Like my, my insulin levels were so high as an athlete. Like, so I was like, you know, doing all the things right that were supposed to make you healthy. And it was just too much. Like I just, I did, wasn't giving myself a break. And it was that mentality that sent me quickly into that zone, that health scare. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine you're like, I'm working out every day. Like, how am I experiencing all of these issues now? Yeah, it's pretty scary. Honestly, it's like, what am I doing wrong? You know, like, and it's like the one thing that you do have as an athlete that you're proud of is your body 
is your athleticism and also like your discipline and your willpower like you're proud of that kind of stuff you know and so it's pretty scary when you start to see your health go like very quickly like that and you feel like how could i even improve like how could i do any better i'm already working so hard but then it turns out that i was just working too hard and this is what's going on with so many women that like are you know the women that are doing everything right like they don't have a problem eating the right things or getting their workouts in if they're not seeing results from their food and their workouts it's a hundred percent a stress issue you know and so that's what i realized i came to find out i had to work with some world-class doctors but how stress affects women very differently, especially the older that we get. And that's where I started to take a really big turn with my business. I, I started to specialize in female fat loss instead of like, you know, men and women. And I started to take a stress-based approach because of what had happened to me. And I saw that, well, if it's happening to me and I'm pretty resilient, imagine how many women out there that are managing, have very stressful schedules of being a mom and working a full-time job and trying to diet and get to the gym. Like they've got all these responsibilities and I didn't even have those responsibilities. It just made so much sense why so many women struggle. And I'm just so grateful for it all because now I can really help women, you know, see results from their hard work. So. Yeah. And you only figured out, you know, that it was caused by the stress after going to all the doctors and going Absolutely. to all the physicians. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause like the coaches that I worked with, honestly, like my training coaches were just like, oh, you're just being a girl. And I'm like, no, I can barely do my muscle ups anymore. Guys are just different. They don't understand their bodies are resilient. So they don't know that the whole thing has to switch. Like your strategy has to change as we get older. And then I even had another coach he was just like, I mean, he even said like, yeah, you're stressed, but their feedback was, okay, take some days off or go on vacation and I did, or go for more walks. And I did those things. And it's still like, what I did is I just brought that go, go, go attitude, that drive to my business. And I just started to like really grind that. I was like, oh, well, if I'm not training harder in the gym, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like just crush it in, you know, with my business. And the same thing happened. I gained all the weight back and I wasn't even, it wasn't about physical stress. It was now about emotional stress. So I had to go through, and more people, more doctors to learn that stress is is both physical, but mainly emotional, right? And especially with women. So that was, yeah, it was a really eye opener. Yeah, definitely. And so you had mentioned that you were also seeing, you know, a lot of warning signs along the way, you were getting the cravings, your sleeplessness, all of these things, you couldn't do the muscles up the same. Was it ever an idea in your head of I'm going to quit instead? I don't know. I just I think I wasn't like I knew things were feeling harder. I was performing pretty well. Like my weights were going up, but that's because I was gaining weight. You know, like I was lifting more weight, but my gymnastics were starting to suck. And I just kind of assumed that oh, maybe I'm just fatigued because I was in the peak of my athletic career. Like I was uh, in the middle of like competition season. So I just figured oh, I'm just like fatigued, you know, and that's why this stuff's feeling harder. I don't really look at myself in the mirror. I don't weigh myself. So I didn't really know like what in, you know, I'm always wearing gym clothes. So I didn't really know for sure how bad it was. And I didn't know for sure until one day I was actually gym sitting, I guess, like babysitting my, my girlfriend's gym. And I went to go do like a cold plunge in the lake or like the river. And I went and got my brand new bathing suit that I'd bought like two months prior. And it was like the super cute bathing suit. And so I, I brought it and I, and I went to go put it on. I was like, oh shit my leg barely fits in this thing. Like one leg does, doesn't even fit in the sleeve, you know? And I was like, oh, I must've grabbed my, my girlfriend's bathing suit because she's super skinny. 
And then I realized, nope, that's my bathing suit. And that's when I was like, oh crap. And that's when I took a hard look at like, okay, like, oh shoot, like, yeah, my pants don't fit, you know? All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Why everything's harder. So I didn't actually assume to, I didn't think about quitting. I was right in the middle of my, the competition season, things were going well. Like I was still performing well. I just felt heavy and I just uh, contributed that to fatigue. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, it's always like looking back, it almost seems more obvious, but in the moment, you know, as athletes, it, it seems like, oh, you know, we do have such a good reading on our body, but at the same time, you almost don't want to believe that it's slowing down or you don't want to believe that, you know, this might be like the end of it. Yeah. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I did a, an, I did another call with another girl, like a lot of different athletes actually. And a lot of them said that they were connected with their body, but I was not at all because I was so one track mind on just getting the work done that I just completely disconnected from my body. Like I didn't care how I felt. I didn't take care of it. I try, I treated it like a machine because I just assumed it was a machine. I figured if I, if I could just think it, then I'm just going to make my body do it. And that was okay. And so I wasn't, I wasn't connected at all. And that's why I didn't really think twice, you know, about that. Yeah. No, I never thought of it like that. You know, you're just like, I just need my body to perform, kind of block out, you know, what it's telling you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting to look at it that way too. That's interesting that you, that we think very opposite. Yeah. So what happened after, you know, you're seeing all these doctors, you realize that it's all stress related at that point where you like, I'm going to pull back from competitions completely. Did you change your workload? Like, what did that look like? Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't continue. So I was in the middle of the competition season. And as soon as I found out that I couldn't fit into that bathing suit, I went and got my glucose tested and it was in the diabetic levels. So I was like, oh shoot. And that really scared me. I was like, oh my God, like this is kind of some serious shit. So I realized right away, I'm going to have to take a break. And I, like, if that meant I, if I had to take a break, I couldn't, I couldn't compete because every week was a new competition, you know, like a new thing that you had to do. So what I did is I took two weeks off the gym I, and I actually forced myself to like go camping because I knew that if I wasn't like in the woods or in nature, I would still find myself to the gym, you know, cause I, I was one of those people like Christmas holidays, like no matter what I was in the gym, like I wouldn't even go see family because I was too afraid of it disturbing my gym routine. So like, I mean, I was wow. head case. And, and so, yeah, I, I took that time off, uh, and that I, I couldn't like compete that season. And, and after that, I realized that my body wasn't ever going to be the same, honestly, like I felt like because, because then it happened with my work, you know, just bringing that emotional stress of go, go, go work harder. And my body just needed a break. Like I just knew it, it kind of just became the end of it, but it wasn't like I knew that I was just taking care of the body and it just ended up, I just never really had any desire to go back to competing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you work with clients that, you know, have reached this point where they are experiencing stress and that's why they're, you know, not seeing results, what's the first thing that you do with them? So the first thing that we do is we create a vision. So we create a vision of what is it that you want? What is the life that you want? Okay. Because most of the women that I work with, what they want is not aligned with what they're doing. Okay. So most women are, they talk about how they want to be lean, right? They want to be fit but they also want to have a life. They want to not obsess over food. They want to like have a life outside the gym, but yet the things that they're doing is they're attaching themselves to diet plans, tracking macros, really attaching themselves to workout plans where they feel like they have to get this workout in and they, they have to do it this way. And that doesn't align. Right. And so 
we create the vision of, okay, if we could design your life tomorrow, what would that look like? Yes, you have the body, but what are you doing with that body? What does your life look like? What does your relationship with food look like? Are you tracking food? Is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? If it is great, that's fine. You know, I don't suggest it, but what, and then what is your relationship with the gym? Does it feel like a burden or do you want to go to the gym and be able to just kind of be like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and just pick whatever workout you want to do based off how you feel like doing, you know, feel what you want to do. And like, you also have time to go, go hiking or skydiving or rafting or doing things with your friends or your family. Like, what does that look like? So the first thing that we got to do is just figure out, okay, what is it that you want? And then we're going to start to align your actions, your routines, your habits to, to create that. And, you know, part of, if you want to be fit, if you want to be lean, there's definitely some skills that there's two skills that you need to do as a woman, you need to love moving. Okay. And I mean, not like crushing yourself in the gym, but actually love movement and actually like, love it. Not like say, oh yeah, I love working out. No, like actually be excited about it, have passion towards it, have, be enthusiastic to move the body, not feeling like it's a dread or something that I have to do in order to lose weight. Okay. So it's like a true passion because when you enjoy something, you don't want to stop. And that's what we, we like, women need more movement rather than more than bone crushing workouts. Okay. Because that'd be too stressful. And so that's the first thing that you need. And the second thing is you need low stress. And the way that we approach that is making sure that you're not killing yourself in the gym. You're doing the right kind of like the right amount of workouts and the right kind of workouts. And then number two, that you're aligning your, like the way that you think isn't creating anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, like making sure that we're not bringing our stress to everything we do because that emotional stress is typically the thing, like you can be doing all the things right, eating well, drinking water, getting your sleep, doing your workouts, getting your walks in. And if you're always thinking about what's next, what do I have to do? Um, why I'm not doing enough, or you're questioning whether you're eating enough or eating too little, or, you know, you're worried about like, if this food's going to make you fat, like that's all stress, a lot of like tension that is being created in the body. And so we've got to retrain the mind to, to take that stress off. So, yeah. Wow. That's so powerful is asking that simple question of like, what do you want your life to look like? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of us don't even start at that point, right? If our goal is to be more lean, as you said, and then you ask like, okay, well, do you want to like enjoy your life? Do you want to have time for these other things? It's like, we almost think like, is that possible? Like, is it possible to have both? That's right. Yeah. Because the, and the only reason why it's so hard for you to think like that is because you've been trained like the only way you've learned how to think is that hey in order to be fit i've got to do it like this right that's the that's the mainstream way of thinking um and it's also like it's what worked for you in the past but the thing is it's not creating what you actually want and so you need to challenge the mind because the mind is just going to believe what it's been taught you know and so if, if what you've practiced if you've surrounded yourself with people and podcasts and gym people that believe that this is the way it needs to be, well, then yeah, you're gonna take on those beliefs and, and think that way. But if you look outside your circle of people, you, are, you can find all the fit people out there doing the activities like hiking, biking, rafting, you know, traveling, like they're fit. So they don't, and they're not tracking their food, you know, and they're not making their workouts a chore there. They, when they talk about their hikes and they light up. They talk about their movement and they they can't wait. 
right? So it, we get we get really lost in our environment and we start to take on these beliefs that this is the way it has to be. The workouts have to be hard and I've got to track my food. So you really want to just kind of take a step back and realize that, hey, there's plenty of fit people out there that are living a fulfilling life. There's no reason why you can't. You just need to get outside of your paradigm. Yeah. No, I love that you mentioned that. That's basically, you know, like this everyday athlete that I love to talk about so much. You know, you don't have to necessarily be in that gym, but go out hiking, out doing these activities. And so you mentioned, you know, one of the end goals is to love movement and to like genuinely like really enjoy it. Did you find that transition hard from, you know, what you're used to of it just being competition into finding movement that you loved? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it took me years to figure this out. But once I figured out, so first off, everything that we do is trained, right? So like I said, we took on the beliefs like, yeah, as an athlete, you got to suck it up, right? You got to get the work done. Most of us have trained this idea that it has to be hard and like you just got to will yourself and drag yourself through the gym. And because of that, because we've practiced that way of thinking, because that's what we've taken on, we've been taught and it's what worked for us in the past. Like we just continue to think that that's the way it is. Right. And the thing is, is that from what I see is when you love something, like if you just think of something that you love, it's effortless to get yourself to do. What do you love to do? What's something you love? I mean, I love podcasting. You <laughs> love podcasting. Great. So it's like, like it doesn't take effort, right? Like you can't wait to do it. It's something that you're pulled to do. You're enthusiastic about it. And so as a result, you're going to just, you're going to pump out the podcast. Like it's just what you want to do. But that, whether you're aware of it or not, you trained that because by way of focusing on what you love about it. You love connecting, it sounds like, you know, probably connecting with people, hearing people's stories and, you know, getting this information out to people. And because you're focused on what you love about it, it makes it really enjoyable. And so you can train. So that that was something you trained, but you probably weren't aren't aware that you trained that. And the same thing goes with the gym. Most people are training this experience of dread and burden with the gym that as soon as they think of the gym, they're like, oh god it's gonna be so hard you know look it's gotta gotta get the weight i gotta get my shoes i gotta get ready i gotta drive to the gym i gotta and the weight's gotta be heavy and oh like i don't have any time i got so much stuff to do right so as soon as you start thinking in that way like the gym's gonna feel like a burden and a chore and so that's the thing is that when you do that you're training that relationship with it so it's it's gonna be very very difficult for you to get yourself to show up consistently let alone enjoy it And so like the thing is, you're going to get the best results when you enjoy something like people are going to hear your message when you're on the podcast and your passion for it is going to be heard. You're going to impact more people. Same goes with the gym. Like when you enjoy moving, when you train yourself to focus on what you love about it and, you know, how great it feels and and the the day that it's going to create, then as a result, like you're going to show up better, like you're going to you're not going to want to stop. You're going to be excited to go back to the gym every single day. And you're going to be more motivated to move the body all throughout the day, you know? And so that's the thing that we, we want to train love with the gym, love with movement, simply by just the way that you're relating to it, the way that you think about it. Oh, what do I love about this is like, this feels so good because I love moving the body. It makes me feel alive. I appreciate how strong I am. Like so many people can barely do a squat. Like I'm just so thankful for my body. Like, and what a beautiful gym, like, look at it. It's just, you know, and that simple switch, it's the thing that, that changes the game, honestly. 
you know, now we're not doing it just to burn calories or, you know, just so I can eat more food later. We're doing it because it's, it's who we are and it's what we love to do and it feels good. And with that type of connection, it's going to result in better eating, more movement and a leaner body for women, as opposed to just beating yourself up. And when you beat yourself up, you know how it is. Like when we get stressed out, we all stress eat, okay? And so if you're constantly beating yourself up for not doing enough in the gym, why you should have worked harder, why you didn't get your workout in, all that stuff is actually just gonna lead to you eating later. And so that doesn't serve the the goals there. So yeah, I, I think, that's probably one of the biggest things I've done is learn how to train my mind, orient my mind to think about what I actually love about working out. And then the body just came with it. Yeah, no, you're so right. Like this training that you're talking about, it's like it was things I didn't realize. It was subconscious, like I wasn't trying to train. But yeah, it just happens naturally. So I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd love to leave everyone with? The best thing that you can do is just ask yourself three questions. What is it that I want? Like, where do I want to go? What do I want my life to look like? What's the body, but what are the things that I'm doing with the body? And what's my relationship with the gym? And what are the relationships I want to have? What's my relationship with food? Like, what does that look like? Like, if you could design that, paint that picture and then ask yourself, just reflect, okay, like that's where I want to go. Where am I right now? Like what behaviors are not benefiting me or others, you know? And what, what habits do I have that don't align with that? And, and then ask yourself, okay, well, like without judgment, this is where I'm at. It's okay. You know, this is just what I've trained over the past several years is what I've been taught, but it's, this is where I'm at. And what skills do I need to develop to take me where I want to go? Right. There's certain skills that that person that you're thinking about, you have to train a peace of mind with food. You have to train love with movement. You have to appreciate the body and learn how to rest the body. Like those are skills. You're not going to find that in a diet plan. And so if you want to learn those skills, like find a coach that embodies that and then start to train it. Get yourself to where you want to be. Stop wasting time on diets and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Without judgment. That was so perfectly said. Thank yes. you so much for joining us, Natalie. Where can everyone find you, follow you, work with you, all of that? Um, yeah, so basically I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me uh, at natalie.newhart is my Instagram. And then um, if anybody's interested in, you know, uh, learning more about my program or want to do a free consultation to see if you'd be a good fit, um, you can go to talk to the number two, nat.com. So talk to nat.com or all the links are also in my Instagram profile. So awesome. And I'll include them below. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.